0: Hello oh, and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nashon Gare. and this just so happens to be another video podcast. If you guys want to check this out, you can go over to. I'm not going to put it up on YouTube right now. I'm not messing with YouTube because they're censoring folk, and um, we're just we're not going to go down that road with them um, because uh, of what they're doing to the American people, the censorship, the the lockdowns, the uh, the, the communistic way of living that we have entered into uh, in the last year or so has been um, a byproduct of the Babylonian captivity that we are in. And we're going to talk a little bit about, about that Babylonian captivity today when we learn about the territory of the kingdom of God. In our last episode, we were talking about the laws of the kingdom of God and what exactly are the laws of the kingdom of God and what comprises those laws and, so, um, and what it means essentially to have your heart. Uh, checked by having the law of God written on your heart, right? So in a Christian nation, what you have is you have people uh, who have governed the, the nation by the laws of God and have applied them in an external way. Uh, but the thing is, the external application of the law doesn't change the heart of people, right? Um, any law that's applied in the external way can't change your heart. It actually only... Um, well, it just stops your actions, and we can't really judge anybody unless they actually commit a crime, right? So look about you think you look at the Old Testament, or uh, you see the law there and you see that well, the people could not legally judge somebody uh, by the law unless they had done something wrong, so uh, murder, obviously any type of violence, stealing, um, right, theft. Uh, those types of things could not be judged unless you actually did them. But where Jesus came, he said, actually, if you, in your heart, if you hate somebody, then you're a murderer. If you lust with your eye, then you have committed adultery, right? And so those are the things that um, if we, we cannot judge according to the external, we have to judge according to the internal. And um, those things can only be done by the Spirit of God when he writes his laws upon your heart. Um, when he has opened your eyes to the understanding of the truth of of who Christ is. And so um, in the end, we found that the new covenant, the new covenant is the method by which God is actually bringing righteousness to the earth. And so in this new covenant, and you guys have to understand the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. The old covenant is based upon you and your promise to God If you do these things, you will be his people. He will be your God. You can have fellowship with him, and that's good. That just does not work because there's no way that you and I can keep our promises to God because of the weakness of death, mortality, and the flesh. So you understand that we have been essentially limited in our love, affection, and our promise towards God because of the flesh, Right. And so that is the old covenant. But God is doing away with the old covenant. The old covenant has been done away with and a new covenant has been ratified or established, has been stamped. Uh, the seal of approval is on it because of the blood of Jesus. And under the new covenant, uh, we have a new administration of the law. Right. And under this new covenant, not only do we have a, a new administration of the law, but we um it's no longer based upon you, that under the new covenant, the the word is that he will write his laws on your heart. The word is that he will make you his people and you and he will be your God. So the promise is based on someone who can actually do it, who is him. And so when he uh, died for the sins of the world, when he died for all... Um, when he died for us, while we were still sinners, while we're still stuck in in our sin and in our debt because of um, because of Adam, uh, he he paid the price for us. And so, it's the new covenant is solely holy based upon the work of what Christ has done. It has nothing to do with whether or not you have chosen to do. It it all belongs to him, and so we're going to be learning in this actually episode about the territory, the kingdom of God, and actually learning that everything belongs to to Christ, anyways. Uh, because why? He is the creator of all things. In Colossians, we read about uh, we read about Jesus, and he says that uh, he is. Um, the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were made in heaven and on earth visible and invisible with the rulers or authorities or dominions or powers all things were made by him and were made for him and in him all things consist and hold together so don't tell me that christ isn't The ruler of all things. Don't tell me that Christ isn't in control. Don't tell me that he's not Lord. But even though we do not see all things subject to him yet, we will see all things subject to him. As Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10 says, um, that in the dispensation, uh, in the dispensation of all things, uh, that he will, uh, dispensation of times, he will gather to himself, together to himself, all things in Christ. All things in Christ. Does all mean all or does all mean some? I don't know. You can answer for yourself. And so this time we're talking about the territory of the kingdom of God. And, um, again, if you guys don't know, um, there's an amazing, wonderful writer, um, teacher uh, who has an amazing website. It's called godskingdom.org. If you want to check out any of these books, this is what I'm studying off of. If you want to check out any of these books for free, go ahead and do that. I encourage you to do so because it will really correct uh, your understanding uh, and your just mentality and your mindset with regards to the scriptures. Um, how the Old and New Testament tie together, history, um, and just the spiritual revelation. It hits on all different levels, spiritual, um, literal, and um, and all those other things. Oh, by the way, it is my anniversary today, so happy anniversary to uh, my wife. Shout out to Stephanie for holding me down for a whole year. Can I believe? Uh, no, I'm just messing with I, she, she, She's amazing. It's just wonderful. Okay, so uh, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful year. Seriously, been a wonderful year. I had some wild dreams last night, guys. Um, I, I actually recant that it, they weren't dreams. They were. I felt like it was actually the Holy Spirit talking to me, and um, he was actually bringing some downloads of, of lots of information um, last night. And uh, Not to get too sidetracked on it, and um, I probably won't get too deep into it, but uh, for those of you guys who um, have been fighting the good fight and those of you guys who are the faithful and the, the, the remnant who have been pressing in to know and understand and learn, there is the time is opening. The, the, there is um, space for that connection, for that understanding, for that knowledge, for that information, wisdom that you've been seeking about. Um, and it's it's available to us, and so I just want to kind of share that and put that out there. I know it's a, l- a little bit cryptic, and at some point in time, I will probably share um, what I experienced last night. But uh, for the most part, um, let me get on this teaching first, and then we'll we'll get on to the rest of that stuff. Um, everything, guys, is owned by God. I, I, I you just have to understand and know that that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, um, everything, and the active. Um, I forget exactly the Hebrew word for it, but the active portion, God's agent in doing that was Christ. He owns all things by the right of creation. And not only does he own it by the right of creation, but he also made purchase of it um, by his blood too. So he like doubly owns the, the whole earth and the whole world, uh, you and I. And so all the land belongs to God. So when Israel uh, came out of Egypt, they were actually given portions and plots of land, um, but they were not given the sovereign title to the land. They were just given authority, guys. Any will that you have, any choice that you have, any land, any power that you feel like you have um, that belongs to you, it doesn't actually belong to you. Any authority, any power, any truth that you think belongs to you, um, it doesn't truly belong to you. It actually belongs to the Creator, who is God, um, Yahweh, Yahuwah, um, yod heh vav uh, it actually belongs to him, and because it belongs to him, you have to steward it well. And if we don't steward it well, then he can actually take it away from us. So your uh, your use and the use back in that day for the Israelites was it was limited. Their land was was limited, and their people's use of the land was limited too. It was not unconditional. You, they couldn't. Uh, there were certain laws about building monopolies because it didn't belong to them. Okay. God actually claimed the right to bring judgment upon them and even evict them from his own land. And we see this in Leviticus uh, chapter 26, verse 33. So, Israel's right to own land, and I'm I'm making an application to you right now just so that you understand that this is relevant um, also to you. Um, Israel's right to the land of Canaan was conditional upon their obedience, just like your rights are conditional upon your obedience too. Of course, uh, we cannot be obedient to God apart from his spirit, apart from the impartation of his spirit into our souls, which creates Christ in us, which is wholly solely devoted to the will of God. Um, it's hard to be obedient if we don't, if, if, if we're apart from him. And so um, with that being said, I, um, we're going to take a real quick break here, and we'll get right back into it in just a bit. Um. So anyways, uh, though it's based upon your obedience, guys. It is based solely, wholly and solely upon our obedience to God. And the the connection that I'm making with Israel is essentially that uh, you, um, if you are a believer, right, we are connected to Israel in the sense that um, you become... Um, You become an Israelite, you become a Judahite by nature of you submitting to the lordship of the king, and uh, by you becoming a citizen of the kingdom through faith, right, through the Passover experience, which is amazing. Um, But just as their their right to the land of Canaan, which is the promised land, uh, was conditional upon their obedience to the word of God, your um, your rights, your authority, whatever that you believe that you possess is conditional upon um, yeah, it's conditional upon your obedience to God too. But of course, again, you can't experience that until you come to the Passover experience because people really truly don't have choice until they come into a born-again experience because everyone is slaves to, uh, to sin, right? So uh, if you are one of those people out there who maybe you don't believe in God, maybe you don't believe in Christ, maybe you don't believe in Jesus at all, And maybe you've never even read a Bible, but you've been struggling with depression, lust, um, uh, sexual sin, uh, violent thoughts, uh, pain in your heart, whatever, uh, sickness, disease, whatever it might be, you know, maybe even generational curses in your past that you've seen. And you just say, hey, man, something's up. Something's off. It don't feel right to me. Um, It's because uh, it's because there is um, your slave to sin and death. But Jesus has paid the price for you to no longer be a slave to sin, death, sick, sickness, disease, and evil thoughts. And so he has actually paid that price so that you can be free from that and actually have a choice to choose to do right. And so there's a lot of people out there who want to do right, who um, who have a hard time doing it, who have a hard time being empowered to do what is right. And they know that something's off and they know that there's, there's something constraining them. And um, I mean... The greatest part about it is you can look at, at people who are drug addicts, right? People who are drug addicts are the clearest, I, and I this is one of the reasons I believe that drug addicts exist, because they are the clearest example, any type of addict, actually. Any type of addict is the clearest example that uh, that people are slave to um, to these bodies. They're slave to the chemical imbalances. They're slave to these, um, the chemical makeup, their, their chemical and biological makeup, um, the way that they think is affected by uh, their surrounding environments. Um, it's a little bit of nature, a little bit of nurture, but essentially uh, we are born into a world, uh, and the scriptures actually says that we are born into, um, the creation was subject to futility unwillingly. So you and I were subject to uh, death, disease, mortality, death, disease, um, violence, rape, suicide, murder, lust, um, sexual assault, uh, sexual violence, just explicit sexual material just in general, which is rampant in, in the world today. We, we've we been subjected to those things, guys, unwillingly is what the scripture says. But And it's you're right, it's unjust. It's not fair. It is totally not fair, and it's not your fault. I think someone needs to say that because I feel like, man, I feel like so many times uh, people around the world have been blamed for something that they did not even have a choice in. Uh, you didn't have a choice to be born into this world. You didn't have a choice to be born to your parents who were uh, abusive or who had experienced bad things or who weren't good to you or who were good to you and, um, and maybe just didn't uh, touch on certain needs or whatever. Um, you didn't have to be, you did not have a choice to be born into that, that world. And there's some thoughts and some beliefs that, that you did have that choice. And um, I, d- I don't think that that is, is in line with, with the truth of, of Scripture um, with regards to the creation of the, of the soul. Um, apart from our bodies, our soul doesn't, doesn't, actually, doesn't actually exist, straight up. And so, um, and that's a whole other topic. It's the philosophical assumption that, that talks about the immortality of the soul, Which um, is not, um, which is actually comes from Greek. It's a a Greek and uh, philosophical assumption. Anyways, uh, we did not get very far in this, guys, today, and unfortunately, we're not going to be able to because my video is actually running out. But um, this is just a little taste for you, and hopefully, we can um, I can get get something else out today. But blessings to you guys and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you guys have an amazing day. And um, we will see you in our next episode when we talk a little bit more about the territory of the kingdom of God on the Overcoming Life podcast.